Today, we honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and thank him for his accomplishments towards American civil rights. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. You know, it really does help us if you go over to our podcast and give us five stars. We have a pretty good rating over there. But some people actually give us one-star reviews, which isn't fun, but I do look at the comments about once a year. I've pulled a few of them. Are you ready? Ready. These are some of the comments when people leave a one-star review. Comment number one. I kept hitting the skip button, and it skips 30 seconds. I wanted to get to the good part of the podcast, but I was disappointed when it never got any better. Oh, yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> uh, number two, your show is so awful that I actually feel bad for you guys. You have to do this every day. Mm. Number three, my friend recommended this podcast to me. I'm now reconsidering our friendship. Wow. <laughs> number four, so you get up early. Congratulations. Your sleep patterns are detrimental to your health. And then finally, number five, I would like more interviews with the artists and a whole lot less of Amy's family and what Bobby is doing. Also, when will Amy stop trying to look like Marin Morris? Oh, okay. I, I'm not trying. We just sometimes God made look you alike. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our one-star review comments. Interesting. We really could use some five-star, those, if you don't mind. Go give us five-star, write a nice comment. Let's mm-hmm. make all these go away. Let's wash all these away. So I wanted to start the show off with a bang. Yeah. Put us little, all in good headspace there. A little positivity. I was looking at the email because they do these Nashville all-staff emails. And the email was sent out today regarding someone's dog mess. Did you see the picture? <laughs> no. Quote, it's a picture of dog poop on the ground in what? the building. Please come clean it up. And please be a responsible pet owner and keep your dog with you at all times while in the building. Please clean up after it. And it's a picture of dog poop. Oh, my gosh. First of all, don't do that. Don't let your dog out of Run your around? sight while yeah. at work. Hey, and be grateful they let you bring your dog to work. That's amazing. Yeah. But, like, don't ruin it for everybody else. But And that's what ruins it for everybody else. Yeah. Is poop. Just left there mm-hmm. for Remember, who knows how long. When Herbie used to work on this show, he pooped in the floor. He didn't work here anymore. Oh, yeah. Herbie's well, the example we use. Mm-hmm. He only did it one time. He never got brought back. Remembering the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Does your husband still wear those sleep glasses? Yes, and he's getting more and more obnoxious with them. So our mutual friend Bobo tells him about these glasses. They're supposed to be good to prep your body for sleep. And I get it. I wear those too if I'm using my computer or watching TV at night. But I put them on like an hour before bed. And mine are normal looking. My husband's are bright orange aviators. Like the lenses are orange. And he started to wear them early and earlier. He used to put them on at 8 p.m. Then it was 7 p.m. And yesterday it was 6.30 p.m. And then we needed to pick up something from the store for dinner. And he ran the errand with his glasses. Oh, wow. And came back into the house and he's wearing them, driving around. (laughs) And he said, yeah, it helps with the outdoor light, too, I read. And he said, you can put them on three to four hours before bedtime. All the time. So now that he's doing, and he looks so ridiculous, I can't take him seriously. I convinced him to take them off at dinner because I felt like it was rude. Oh. Why is it rude? Because as a family, we were eating and as a distraction. my sister was there. And I just felt as though his mind was already preparing for dinner when we should have been in family time mode. You mean for bed? Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We were having dinner and he was preparing for bed. And that seemed rude to me. Ugh. I'm good. They're about. Uh, no, I can't do that. 
I was about to say I'm about to lose them accidentally or break them accidentally, but you can't do that. And by you can't do that, you mean you can't say it on the air that it's going to happen. <laughs> no, it has no. to happen naturally. No, I can't do that. That's obviously not a right thing to do. And I wouldn't advise our listeners to do something like that. So I can't behave that way. But I just really, it's getting obnoxious. You know, I was thinking, just me thinking here. You know how you go through a grocery store? And in the grocery store, there'll be that you can put a dollar and the dollar can go to any charity whatsoever. Yes. What if right now, because you don't have to, it's not mandatory, you could do a dollar when going through and it would go to the person working the register kind of as a tip because they are on on what's the front lines. There are front lines, yeah. Like what would be so wrong with that? Like reach, Like having a Randall's or uh, insert your grocery store here, a Kroger the $1, would you like to donate or tip your front lines cashier $1 today since they're around everybody? And there are probably people coming through there with COVID. What do you think about that? I like Is that, that a crazy idea? Because you don't have I mean, to. It's crazy. We're not, yeah. we're not taxing Lunchbox? Man, they already get paid an extra couple dollars an hour to work through this. They're getting hero pay at some of the grocery stores. Some, not all. Then you have to go and tip the guy that stocks the shelf. Wait, you don't have to. It's not on the computer, right? You can't because it's not on the computer. Right. The thing is you put it when you pay your credit card. But like, hey, do you want to help a puppy? And you pick yes or no. Do you want to? I mean, I would I would decline. I would say no, thank you. And But I, are you against it being there? I mean, I'm against it. You but are Lunchbox, it. as a former checker outer, you worked the front lines. I understand that. And... It's like if you go through the drive-thru, are you going to start, uh, should they give a tip to the frontline worker handing you your meal? Because people coming through the drive-thru probably have corona. It's the same situation. I have no problem with being given an easy option to help somebody. Obviously, I came up with the idea. but <laughs> Or like your Venmo idea. But yeah. I mean, you're already checking out at the grocery store, so you'd want to pay. Because then I'm thinking, well, yes, to us, we're like, yes, that makes sense. If you own a grocery store, you might be like, okay, how often do the cashiers rotate? And then you have to make sure from the hours from four to eight that they worked, all the tips go directly to their paycheck. I mean, there's probably some accounting things that are That's all worked in because you have a code that you type in when you oh. all log on to the register. Well, maybe not as hard as I thought. I'm just, do this. I'm just gonna leave that there. Okay. I just thought it would be something cool. The end. This has been the more you know. Except I don't know if you learned anything. <laughs> they say that you're eventually gonna enjoy the same food as your significant other. The longer you're together, the more closely your food is, you'll start liking it. Sometimes just because it's around more, and you're like, well, I'll, I'll kind of cave in. Most people, I know with us, we do lunch and most dinners together. Not always breakfast because of how early we wake up here. But they say being around someone will shift your taste. Now, I read this story, and she talked about it on the show. She's never had a condiment, never had mustard, never had ketchup, hates it. When I eat mustard, and I love mustard, she won't kiss me until I brush my teeth. That's crazy. And she has to know I brush my teeth. She, she won't touch the bottle. She will make these wraps. She's a great cook, so she'll do all this stuff, make it, make it, make it. But she won't touch the mustard bottle. She's so disgusted by it. Like... And that will never change. And I'm always like, can you just squirt it on there? We have masks. Put a mask on. Squirt it on there. She will not do it, though. And she, again, she won't kiss my face if I have eaten mustard and haven't brushed my teeth. And yeah, it's not like she had some bad experience mm-hmm. where she ate it and it made her sick. Like, she's just never even tried condiments. And her mom's the same way. So crazy. And, but I'm like, you ever had a hot French fry with cold ketchup? Yeah, but it's amazing. They don't she, dip she it loves in French anything? fries. Um, she'll do a little barbecue sauce. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Barbecue sauce is the only one. Mm-hmm. Huh. But Will has never tasted, not even tasted. And I'm like, what are the odds you do, because we play this game, what are the odds? And she won't even do what are the odds to taste ketchup or mustard. I don't like mayonnaise, but I ate a lot of mustard. What's your number one condiment ranking? Ketchup. Yeah? Number one by far. Like, I love ketchup, always have. Yeah, I like ketchup. Do you love mustard? Not really. Do you like mustard? Not really. Mm. I won't eat, I don't just eat, no. I don't put mustard really on anything. I guess if I'm making like a tuna salad or something, I'll use mayonnaise with a little bit of mustard. Oh, I love mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise. Oh, I've actually, in the last six months, I use mayonnaise way more than I ever have. Awful. Because I think I labeled it as like a food I should never have. So then now that I'm not trying to do that to myself, I'm like, wow, I've been missing out. Mayonnaise is amazing. (laughs) I don't eat peanut butter. Peanut butter is disgusting to me. I love peanut butter. And I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. But I can be around it. But she won't even look at mustard. But do you like peanuts? I love them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Love peanuts. Hey, peanut butter. It's not the texture thing because I'll eat almond butter. Yeah. I'll do all, We'll make these little rice cakes and then put almond butter on top of them and then put some fruit on it. Good Pretty job. Good. Yeah. We try to have healthy snacks. You know, I bought her a greenhouse. So cute. Surprised her with it. I mean, she can buy her own greenhouse, but we went on vacation and when we came back, I kind of surprised her with the greenhouse. And it's like six foot tall. So it's a big one. You can actually stand in it. And so she's been growing plants and vegetables. She just started and she's learning about it. But I'm like, all all this time and effort you're putting into growing these vegetables, why don't we just go buy them? We're we're going to the grocery store anyway. Because there's something super special about growing your own food. That's what she says. And going going to the backyard and picking it. No, Mike D has pulled up some greenhouses. And the prices, I didn't spend that much. They have greenhouses? There's one from Wayfair, $5,819. A green, but it looks like a literal house. I think it's nicer than mm. like the first couple houses I lived in. Um, a greenhouse <laughs> is a is it's a not. building with glass walls and a glass roof. They're used to grow plants. It stays warm inside even during winter. In the daytime, sunlight shines in a greenhouse and warms the plants and air inside. We didn't have greenhouses. I never I had one. Yeah. yeah. Anything your husband liked that you didn't like that now you like? It's probably more so that he now eats the way. I, I like. Well, like, your the, your way is a little weird. Well, almost vegan. No, I've started to. Well, I guess to that point, I eat stuff that he grills now, and I used to not really eat meat. Yeah. So he's affected me that way. But yeah, he eats a lot more plants than he used to because he did not eat salads or he. When we got married, he made one dish, and it was he called it the pasta tuna surprise. <laughs> what was the surprise? <laughs> Jalapenos. Oh, I thought the surprise was, did it make you sick or not? <laughs> no. no, but it was uh, spaghetti noodles, a can of tuna, and maybe mustard. And then the jalapenos were the surprise part. <laughs> well, I can put mustard on a steak. Like, I can eat mustard on any meat whatsoever. But she's not going to do mustard. Yeah. Today, we honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and thank him for his accomplishments towards American civil rights. This is The Bobby Bones Show. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A stranger risks his life to save a lost dog in traffic. This dude stopped in traffic in the middle of FDR Drive in New York City to save a lost dog. The anonymous stranger is being called a hero for risking his life to walk over and grab Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu is the name of the dog. 
The unnamed man is called a hero because the road was so busy. A cell phone video shows traffic at a standstill as the Good Samaritan kneels next to the dog on the road. The NYPD sergeant reports that the dog, a four-year-old Shiba Inu, ever heard of that kind of dog? Mm-mm. Must be expensive. Yeah. Has been safely reunited with his owners. He also says the man who saved him wouldn't give his name. And the guy who saved the dog also admitted he's very afraid of dogs. But that he just saw the dog out there and was like, it doesn't matter how afraid I am, I got to go save this dog because he didn't want it to get hit by a car. They're cute. It's a pretty dog. Shiba Inu. I thought that was the name of the dog. It's a Japanese <laughs> yeah. breed of a hunting dog. I know when you first said it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. That looks like a fox. It's a small to medium breed, one of the six original natives to Japan. Wow. A Shiba Inu. Anyway, this dude scared of dogs and got out of the middle of traffic and saved the dog. And I think that deserves a shout out. And he wanted to stay anonymous. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Sacramento, California. A woman walked into a Verizon store to get help with her iPhone. Only problem is she wasn't wearing a mask. And they said, ma'am, can you please put a mask on? She throws a fit and they said, okay, ma'am, then we're going to have to ask you to leave. So she drops her pants and urinates right there on the store floor. Oh, man. That's crazy. First of all, lots of crazy. The first... It's a private place, right? Regardless of how you feel about masks, if a private place says you have to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask. Same thing about a shirt. Same thing about pants. Mm-hmm. But then to go next level and pee in the floor, I've never been so angry I wanted to use the bathroom on something. And when police responded, they also found stolen goods from Dick Sporting Goods in her car. I'm not surprised. Yeah, people that make really bad decisions usually also make other really bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> A 99-year-old California woman broke two Guinness records when she piloted a plane and then gave a flight lesson in the air. Two nines, 99. She's 99 years old. That's a cute, fun story. It's yeah. a fun story, but I ain't getting up there. I'm not getting up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a clip. She gave her final flight lesson for Next Gen Flight Academy at Riverside Municipal Airport, taking student Brandon Martini into the air, qualifying her for the title as the world's oldest flight instructor and the oldest active pilot. I love getting people to experience what it's like to lift off this earth. It is so good. I love her. I just, if it wouldn't be for me. I love her. Great. Good for her. God bless her. 99. You you hit her up. You see an ad. Oh, teach you how to fly. You call it up. It's one of those little street signs. Hello. You call her up. I would like back in... Orville and Wilbur were putting it up. I thought, I want to do that. I was with them. I'm Orville's mom. (laughs) I don't know about the mom, but wow. That's a crazy story. Good for her, though. Love that. Love her. She's still rocking it, man. That's great. You know the band Korn? Here's Freak on a Leash from Korn from back in the day. Like late 90s? Corn yeah. Lip Biscuit. you remember this? Yes. It's not my thing. Me either. It wasn't really either then. But Corn has recorded a hard rock cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Uh, and then Yellow Wolf, is, who's also a rapper, is doing it. But do you want to hear Corn's version of The Devil Went Down to Georgia? They're playing the guitar solo part of the fiddle. I don't hate it for what it is. Turn it up a little more. The devil opened up his case and he said, I'll stop the show. And fire 
flew from his fingertips as he rising up his bow. That's, I mean, it's interesting. I don't think I would listen to it on my own. No, because it stresses me out. What does? This sound. Just the aggression? Like, for, yeah. For some people, I get it. They're really into it, and they want to jam out. But for me, I'm like, I hear that, and I'm stressed. It's weird, and if you just love the Charlie Daniels version, maybe that's not for you. But the cool thing is, maybe some people hear this now, and you go, that was a... There was a song, Devil Went Down to Georgia, and they go listen to the Charlie Daniels stuff, which may get them onto other older country music. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I give it a 5.8 out of 10. But yeah, Corn put down Devil Went Down to Georgia. Remember Scuba Steve, our executive producer, told us he used to do death singing? Or what was it called? Death singing. Death metal? <laughs> death metal screaming, yeah. How long do you need to warm up your voice? Can you give us some now? I can do it. I mean, it's not going to be as good as I was 10 years ago, but I'll give you what I got. <laughs> I'm not as good as I once, once was. was. All right, so how are we doing this? Uh, Ray's got an instrumental here, and I'll just scream over it of the best I can do at this age. Oh, boy. I feel nervous because I'm going to be embarrassed, I think. You're pro- gonna I'm so going to be more embarrassed because I know I'm way better than where I am right now. It took me about a year and a half to condition my voice so I could do a high pitch. Well, don't low. blow your voice. Yeah, I won't. I'll just do the best I can do at this point. Okay, here he is, our executive producer, Scuba Steve, who used to be in a metal band. Yes, heavy metal rock band, yeah. What were they called? We were called from, uh, that the band we're doing is from Auburn Ashes. We were called A Misread Fable, AMF. A Misread Fable. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Here is Scuba Steve giving us 15, 20 seconds of how he used to sing as a lead singer in a, I know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous too. <laughs> Me too. Here we go. I'm not racing anymore. I'm not racing over you. I sleep better in the dark. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That's what you And how would that you do that awful. for a whole show and not blow your voice out? Yeah. So that right there, I would I would give my, if I'd write myself, that was a three and a half. I was a solid eleven out of ten. What I would do is I would drink Jack and Coke. I'd have one before and one on stage. And we used to win a lot of competitions. Like we were legit. We were really good. Lunchbox, what do you think about that? Man, I don't even know what he said, but that was funny <laughs> as crap. Eddie, what'd you think about Scuba Steve's uh, what do you metal voice? Love it, man. It's good. Like I don't think people realize there's a certain talent that goes behind screaming for an hour and a half show. Like that's good, Steve. Thank nice you. Work. All right, thanks, Steve. I'm a little freaked out right now, so I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go pee. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a, a little bit scared. I need a minute. You guys can send us emails if you have long questions. Hit us with them. Bobby's mailbag. Hey, Bobby. My name is Faith. I listen to the podcast every day. Mom of three. My oldest daughter just turned nine. The other day, I went to drop her laundry in a room. I couldn't turn the doorknob because she had locked it. I stared at the knob for a minute, confused, and then knocked, saying, "Hey, open up the door." We talked. She told me she wants to be able to lock her bedroom door. Now, I know my daughter has a right to privacy, but she's only nine. What could she be hiding? Because I also feel that I have the duty to be able to do whatever I need to do to keep her safe. I just think of the worst, and I'm conscious that I may sound a little paranoid, but is nine too young to be wanting to have their bedroom door locked? want to see if you or Amy have any advice. Signed, Faith. Amy, your kids' ages are? Nine and... 13. Okay. You hear this email. What do you think? I, I, my kids don't lock their doors. So, so she was 13 and I think there's times I've gone up to her room and it's been locked, but I think she locked it because of her brother, not to keep me out. And the minute I knock, she's like, oh, hey. 
And it's not a big deal. And it's not a regular thing. She's not up in her room with it locked. Or when she goes to sleep, it's not locked at all. So I haven't had to deal with that. What would you say to her? I think nine, a nine-year-old doesn't need to lock their door. I would agree. I don't have any kids. But I'll say that I think a nine-year-old is lucky to be able to shut their door. Yeah. <laughs> I think Good that's point. a nice piece of privacy. I think it, you start earning privacy. Mm-hmm. I think privacy is earned. And if you do something bad, then you lose it, especially if you're a kid. I think nine, the door gets to be shut. That's awesome. I think 12, you probably start to get to lock the door a little bit. Who I knows? mean, if you have siblings, like right. I could see that, right. wanting to keep your annoying brother or sister out or whatever. But if if it's a single or a, no, like an only child... I don't know why they would ever need to lock their door. Well, they could be listening to their music. They just think it's... I mean, I understand why anyone would want to lock a door. Yeah. There's also a feeling of someone just can't get into my space without having to ask permission, like a treehouse. Even a treehouse without a lock. I'm just saying, you want your own space that people can't come in without... So I get it. But I'm with you, Faith, and so is Amy. I think nine's probably a little too young. You have a few more years to not deal with that. Lunchbox went around getting socially distanced reactions to this. And you asked the people what? I just asked them, is it okay for a nine-year-old girl to lock her bedroom door? All right, who'd you talk to first? Uh, I talked to a lady at the uh, Chipotle drive-thru. Okay, here we go. My house, my rules. Like, you can have your privacy, but also be respectful of my house. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what's a nine-year-old hiding that they're locking, right, their do- locking the door? Like, it's one thing to close the door, but to lock it is well, kind of, like, suspicious. And then the second clip? Uh, second clip is uh, Starbucks. The drive-thru? Drive-thru You just Starbucks. drove to drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, this is, like, the reason I don't want to have children because I don't want to make these decisions. But I would say no. She's nine. Okay. I've, I've got some mixed thoughts in the in the Starbucks here, though. I've got some folks saying yes, that they should allow their child the freedom to explore whatever they want to explore. But okay, but you say no because... But I say no because maybe they'll start a fire and burn down the house. Okay, now let me talk to someone that says yes. I want to hear their thoughts. <laughs> Hi. I think they should be able to lock their room with supervision. So, how, like, how does that you know, work? Like, I mean, like, make sure they obviously don't have any flammables in the room or whatever and, like, check in on them once in a while. But everybody deserves the right to privacy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just need a long time or maybe their family drives them crazy or something. There you go. Okay. That's a, good, that's a good take. You want anything to drink? No, I don't. I just really was like, I'm going to pull in here Starbucks. Oh <laughs> Oh, They're no. doing a show for Lunchbox at Starbucks. <laughs> the girl's like, listen, as long as you have any meth in there, let her have it. You know? No bongs? Of course, yeah, let her go. fine. I mean, everyone deserves the right to privacy. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your email. You can always email us. Morgan, what is it? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Remembering the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. A woman used uh, a website to try to hire a hitman. (laughs) She's 51 years old and she went to rentahitman.com. That was set up as like a joke website, but she thought it was real and she submitted a request to have her ex-husband killed. Now the owner of the website called the police. The police set up a sting and she offered an undercover cop $5,000 for the hit. The guy that gets this has to go, is this someone even messing with me? But then he has to make that call. The website even jokes or brags about being HIPAA compliant to where 
you know, everything's safe. We're not going to share any information because we can't. <laughs> she fell for it. Rent to hitman.com. I mean, guys. And this is the first one to ever come through. That I would think, though, there are some other dumb Oh, maybe. But, I mean, it's yeah. funny that someone set it up as a joke because you'd think that would turn into a hobby. But people have to know you don't just hire a hitman from rentahitman.com. There's no way that's real. I don't know. I can get Starbucks to my house via an app now. Just push it and the guy brings it. How do I know that you can't just go to a, a website and get it too? Okay, well, you but can't. But $5,000 seems a little low to kill somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, and then, you know. How much on Tiger King were they offered though? Wasn't it I, I was five about or to bring 10? that up. I don't know. I guess someone hard on their luck, you could probably go to someone and be like, hey, man. How much? And but you can never really say it. I don't think you can approach the actual words. Mm-hmm. You know, like do the deed to Billy. <laughs> right. And you're like do the deed, huh? You have to like code it. Yeah. All right. What else? This guy wanted to buy a camper. It was three thousand five hundred dollars. So he went on Venmo to pay the person he was buying the camper from. Sent it to the wrong person. <gasps> so this one kid is out golfing with his dad. His phone's like. Bleh. And he opens it up and he just got paid $3,500 on Venmo. (laughs) He knew it wasn't for him and that it was a mistake. So he messaged the guy back and said, I don't think this is for me. He's like, oh, yeah, shoot, it's not for you. So he is like, I'm going to send you back all the money minus 20 bucks to buy myself a case of beer. (laughs) What'd the guy say? He said, deal. (laughs) So it's just kind of funny how he handled it because he did the right thing, but then felt like he should reward himself. (laughs) That's funny. Sometimes on Venmo, I'll pay someone Mm -hmm. and it'll go, you have no friends with this person in common and you've never messaged them before. Are you sure? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Am I sure? And I'm always like, am I about to pay the wrong person? Mm -hmm. But Venmo is a life changer for me. And I don't, it doesn't come top of mind as much as it should. I told you I was, you know, trying to tip that guy last week. I was like, I can Venmo him. And at Sonic, too, you can Venmo him. Just ask him for their Venmo. Yeah, That's I love funny. that it's gaining popularity. But yes, you, you need to, like, triple check who you're paying, especially with someone you don't know. So according to a study of men and women, 32% of men say they have never done this around the house. And I want to hear from you what that is. It's too vague. They've never done this. <sighs> I feel like you've done it for sure. And it's changed, changed the sheets. <laughs> oh, I probably, eh. yeah, I mean, when I was living alone and my dog would sleep in the bed, it was like, every other night. Yeah. Like my dog doesn't night. sleep in the bed anymore. This dog doesn't sleep in the bed because he snores too loud. But yeah, mine was a weird circumstance. Yeah. You're different than a lot of other guys. But then there's another part of the study that stuck out to me because you say that my husband does this and it was over half of the men surveyed. <laughs> said that they purposefully do a chore wrong so they don't get asked to do it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way your husband can't fold laundry. I know. He served in the Air Force. Right. Went to the Air Force Academy. I look outside at him mowing the yard and it's with such precision and there's lines and everything's perfect. And then, yeah, he can't fold a t-shirt. You guys had an old truck you kept in my house for a few days when you went to Colorado and I watched him come in, re-hook up the battery, all these wires going different places. <laughs> Nailed it. But he can't fold a towel. I know. Now I know. He's part of half of these men that do stuff that on purpose. So we're on to you guys. Now we know. Yeah, we're on to you guys. Yeah. (laughs) That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Robert Smith, was driving to work and he saw this apartment building on fire. So he decided to pull in and see if anybody was in there. He broke a window. Sure enough, there was a woman asleep inside. So he went through the window and brought her to safety. Saved her life. Man, 
She must have been sleeping hard. There's a fire. <laughs> and she just conked out. Yeah. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. He risked his own life, too. Even just to go up and check out what's going on. I know. I, I don't know that everyone would have done that. Someone I don't know that just, I would have done that. Right. Well, I mean, it's, you could just call 911 and say, hey, I see an apartment on fire. I don't know that I'm a hero. So good He's for this hero. guy. He's yeah. a hero. Robert Smith. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Going to listen to a voicemail here from Belinda from Albany, Oregon, right outside of Portland. Here you go. Hi, Bobby. I don't know how long you guys have been on up here, but for at least four or five months, I've been listening to you. The first time I listened to you guys and heard Amy's positivity, you're just giving kind souls. Eddie is funny as I'll get out. I love you all. Bye. Thank you very much. Well, take more of those calls, I'll be honest with you. Load those up. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for listening to us in Portland, too. We're still really new up there, so we appreciate that support and that encouragement. We love it. All right, let's go over to Amy now and get the morning corny. The morning corny. Why are basketball players messy eaters? Why are basketball players messy eaters? They're always... (laughs) Say it. Say it. It's funny. Say it. Come on. Are they? Say it. Yeah, come on. They're always dribbling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dribble comes from their mouth. <laughs> that was the morning corny. One of the rare times Amy quits a joke right in the middle of it, and then we have to encourage her across the finish line. Because, I mean, I liked it, and then when I started to really say it, I thought I was already anticipating that you, you're going to be like, oh, that was lame. <laughs> don't do that. I have the confidence. Purpose, yeah, the, pur- I know. the purpose is, that of course, they're lame. They're but lame. I don't always think that they're lame. <laughs> Here's a voicemail from Abby in Minnesota. I need help from Amy. We are adopting our second baby boy. I need best advice for transracial adoption podcasts. I need skincare, hair care, any kind of tips she can give. Um, it's going to be a great learning curve, but we are so excited. Thank you all. Wow, that's a lot of advice you have to give there. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> like it would be better if she emailed me and I get to email her some resources. But yeah, there's... Definitely books like here's the thing you could even just type into Google and you can read reviews from other parents of books that you can get to have in your house, not only for the transracial, but, you know, if your child, I don't know how old they are, if there's any trauma they've experienced and how you can handle some of that. Um, I There's just so many. I would recommend if you have anybody besides me, like maybe that's close to you or in your circle or in your town or a friend of a friend that you could call, that it could be a mentor to you. Do your you... kids have a mentor or do you have a mentor? I do. Yes. A mentor as in someone that's adopted or someone that's adopted? I have. Okay. So I have a friend, my friend Tracy, who is adopted from Haiti. She adopted two older kids, a boy and a girl. I feel like she's a few years ahead of me in everything. So I'm able to call upon her when... And I have another friend, Jamie, that also adopted from Haiti that lives in Austin. Like, those are people I can straight up call or text at any moment and be like, well, (gasps) this is what I'm experiencing. How can you help me? Well, so what's your one line of advice to her? That would be it. I don't know if you have somebody in your circle that maybe even knows somebody because I wasn't, let me tell you, I got connected through, I mean, Bobby and I have a mutual friend, you know, our friend Pete, he's the one that introduced me to Tracy. He heard I was adopting from Haiti and he said, you need to meet my friend. And he gave me her number. And then she immediately became my, my mentor through the process. So it could be something like that network, ask around who can introduce you to someone that has maybe been in your shoes. And that's, that's huge. Thank you very much. Abby, and thank you for the call. It's a Bobby Bones Show live performance. John Party. Been up since the crack of dawn. 
just trying to get paid Been harder than a hundred songs I can't find no shade Just two more rows and I'm good to go I'm shutting this tractor down Give me a half an hour for a shave and a shower And I'll be outside your house Might have a little dirt on my boots But I'm taking you uptown tonight Might have a little mud on my wheels But they gonna shine with you up inside Gonna hit the club, gonna cut a rug Burning up a lot of neon lights Might have a little dirt on my boots We're gonna dance the dudes right off them tonight yeah, yeah, boy. Girl. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Yo, yeah, boy. Because mm-hmm. I think about myself. <laughs> yeah, boy. Today, we honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and thank him for his accomplishments towards American civil rights. This is the Bobby Bones Show. All right, here is the game. I'll give you a famous opening line to a country song. Just name the song. All right, write your answer down, everybody. Everybody can play this one. If you miss, you're out. Uh, for example, this is an easy one. You can just say the answer, Amy. Looking back in the memory of... What's that? Looking back on the memory... The, the dance? The me- yeah, the dance. Looking Garth back on the memory of... I'll give you the famous first line. Here we go. Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing when he was eight years old. Your answer, Morgan? Uh, mm, uh, she's in love with a boy? Incorrect. Eddie. Uh, I have Don't Take the Girl. Yeah, Tim McGraw, yes. Lunchbox? Don't Take the Girl. Yeah, Amy? Don't Take the Girl. Morgan, I'm sorry you've been eliminated. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm very stressed with all these videos over here. My head's just all over the place. Okay, here we go. First line. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. All right, I'm going to come to you guys in a few seconds. All right, lunchbox coming over to you. He was working through college on my grandpa's farm. What you got? Strawberry wine. Correct. Amy. Strawberry wine. Correct. Eddie. He was working That's strawberry wine. All right, good. Okay. Come on. On my grandpa's farm. Here we go. Creole Williams lived down a dirt road. You know, I'll throw you a little nugget here. Creole Williams lived down a dirt road. Amy just Amy just shook me off and said, don't do that. Yeah. Why? Because I had it. Okay, so what? Ugh. We're just playing a fun game. We're trying to win a scholarship here? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you that next time you're trying to play a game. I don't get to play many games. I have to put game. the games together. It doesn't matter, Bobby. Why are you getting so worked up? <sighs> All right, Lunchbox? Yeah, meet in the middle. Incorrect. What? Lunchbox oh, is that's out. That's the right answer, meet in the middle. It is On not. that old Georgia pine? No. Oh! Creole Williams did not live down a dirt road from the old Georgia pine. <laughs> oh! <laughs> meet in the middle is the old Georgia pine, but Creole Williams did not live in that town. Amy? Dust on the bottle? Dust on the oh. bottle. Eddie? Come on, Lunchbox. That's your jam. Dust on the bottle, dude. There you go. Live down a dirt road. Made homemade wine, wine like nobody I know. Under that Georgia pond. All right, lunchbox is out. We got two <laughs> remaining. I saw the light. I've been baptized. I saw the light. I've been baptized. In. It's the first line to what famous country song? Eddie, you in? I'm in, Bones. All right, what do you have? I have Brand New Man, Brooks and Dunn. Amy? Brand New Man. I saw the light. I've been baptized. 
All right, I feel like I gotta go a little harder. I'm gonna go level two now for you two, because you both are gonna nail these. Baby, what do you say we just get lost? Leave this one horse town like two rebels without a cause. Amy's singing it I'm over in. there. You have it? Yeah. She Except took her, her headphones out so she wouldn't hear the game show music, leaned her head over, and she was going, Except for I don't really know that I know the title. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the game. <laughs> I know. So you, you don't have it if you don't have it. <laughs> She's like, I got it. I just don't know the title. No, 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 no. The, the title is the answer. Seems like a really long title right now. Okay. Eddie, are you in? Oh, boy. I'm in, but my dyslexia may have gotten me on this one. Oh, tough. Uh-oh. Okay, let's go to Amy first. Amy. Heads, Carolina. Tails, California. Eddie, what do you have? Okay, that's what I have. Heads, Carolina. Tails, California. Baby, Heads, Carolina. Tails, California is correct. Nice. Okay, here we go. Name this first line. I remember it all very well. Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18. I'm going to answer in five seconds, guys. Okay, Amy. Three, two, one, answer. She had thunder rolls. Incorrect. What? Eddie, for the. No. What? Is She had a need to feel the passion. No, it is not. That's not it? No. He he rolled in But that's also not thunder rolls. I know, but I can't. All I could think of was she had a need to feel the thunder. That's not it? Say it again. I remember it all very well. Looking back, it was a summer I turned 18. Eddie, can you win this? Oh, I'm an idiot. No. Uh, mine's a guess. If I win it, it's it's a complete guess, but I'm going to go with don't blink. No. I remember it oh, all very I was well off. Oh. Fancy. I thought it was Garth's, you know, creepy song. Okay. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. This one's going to be sudden death. Buzz in with your name when you know it. You ready, boys and girls? Ready. She's been going out with him. She's been going Amy. out. Amy. She's in love with the boy. Incorrect. What? Oh, my. No. Eddie. She's been going out with oh, him. I'm an idiot. She's been going out with me. Oh, my gosh. I think I gave Amy another chance. I'm going to go with X's and O's. Incorrect. Here's the song. She's been going oh. out with That ain't my truck. Oh. She's been going out with me. All right. Here we go. Next one. Sudden death. Yell your name. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. Oh. <laughs> Say your name. Eddie. Eddie. No, 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 I know Eddie. it. Eddie. No. Eddie. Say this it. Kiss. Incorrect. No, no. Okay. Amy, go. Am I still in it? Yeah, I'll go to you one more okay, time. I got it. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. Might have took oh, a long way. Didn't get there someday. They said, I said, didn't <laughs> get there. But just look at it. Go, ah, you're still the one. <laughs> Looks like we made Winner. it. Yes. Look how far wow. we've come. She came in and she jumped out of her chair, did it. Uh, <laughs> she made her bass stronger and threw her hand in the air. There. Oh man, I haven't heard this song in a while. <laughs> there she is. And she won a scholarship. Wow, congratulations. You Thank did. You. I, just got, I was just told what the prize was. Here. Thank you. All right, all right. On the phone is Jenna in Des Moines. Hey, Jenna, good morning. Thanks for calling us here. What's happening? 
I am starting a brand new job today. I am in a brand new city over the holidays. I moved and everything is very new to me. So I'm wondering if you and the gang have any advice for me for this brand new adventure that I'm going on. I leave for work in a couple minutes and the nerves are starting to kick in. So where'd you move from? I moved from Cedar Falls to West Des Moines. Okay, so it's not like you're moving from Boston or Los Angeles to Des Moines, right? So right, right. I'm still in Iowa. I'm still with my, my with my fellow Iowans, but it's still very, very new. I've changed a lot. When I was growing up, I went to I think four different schools, so I had to change schools a lot and be the new kid. And then I had to live. I think I've moved to completely new cities four times. I've had like eight solid moves in me. Um, so I know what it's like to be the new person. Here's my advice to you, and it's very simple. Just It just takes time. That's it. You'll figure it out just like you figured it out 97 times before, whether it's first day in college, first day in high school, first day when you move to a new city. It's kind of all the same that it feels uncomfortable, and you get to know a couple people, then you get to know seven people, and then before you know it, you kind of have your own little support system and and – just uh, take a deep breath and, and, and let it go. And you only grow if you're, if you're stretched. So I, I think it's a good thing. You know what? You have any friends there? Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, I moved with a good friend, and I have my best friend from high school here in Des Moines. So I have I have a good community here down with me that are supporting Perfect. me. So oh, yeah. You're good. good. When I moved to Hi, Austin, Amy. I, I lived in Arkansas, and I moved from Arkansas to Austin. I'd never even been to Austin. Like, never went there. I got in a bunch of trouble breaking into a radio station in Arkansas. And so they were like, that's crazy what you did. You should move to Austin and do nights there. I was doing a nighttime show there. And so I just packed up my crap, moved to Austin. Didn't know a single person there. I remember driving in and my Pontiac's on fire. Just packed to the gills. Everything I had was... <laughs> and I got there and didn't know anybody. And I didn't know my boss. I never met my boss at the time. No, I didn't have a single friend there. I moved in with somebody who I didn't know. How did you meet your roommate? Like connections through people. Like I know somebody who knows somebody and they needed a roommate. So I knew, I didn't know anyone and it was really the best thing that happened to me because you have to develop a skill. You have to re kind of hone that I'm new. I need to learn. I need to make new friends because if you move somewhere and you already have a little tiny friend circle, sometimes that'll keep you from growing your circle because you just stay with them. I think it's exciting for you. I was, I was grew the most when I was put in uncomfortable situations, Jenna. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited, but the nerves are starting to kick in as I'm like brushing my teeth, and I'm like, I'm going to call my friends over at the Bobby Bone Show. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could be there for you. Good luck. Tell everybody we say hello. I love Iowa so much. They've always been so. You guys have been so good to me. So uh, appreciate you. Back. And- we love you too. Okay, I'm on the way. <laughs> Come on, I don't have much of a friend. I'm coming up. All right, bye. But there she is. There. Okay, oh, she left us. Um, how you feel about that, Amy? I feel good. That's good advice. Time. And then I would I would also say like join. She has friends, but has joining friends. things. Like for me, it helped when I joined a gym. I found a church that I liked and got involved in the community and I met people. That takes a minute. It did, yeah, That's, time. That takes time. Yeah. Remembering the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the Bobby Bones Show. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Old man Gene is 81 years old and he's driving down the highway in Florida and all of a sudden he starts having a stroke and he starts swerving, hitting the median and he's just, you know, going out of control. Another driver sees this like something has to be going wrong. Pulls in front of old Gene and runs Gene's car into the median so it stops and causes no more accidents. Wow. Saves his life, really. Whoa. 
you know, that's a bold move. Yeah, risky. Mm-hmm. On all fronts. But, and love it. But you're talking about, you're risking your car. Mm-hmm. It takes you to look in that car and go, I need to do something. And risk, and and drive your car. And that's crazy. Yeah, wow. Good for the, do you know the person who did yeah, the saving? Yeah, I was going to give him a shout out for being a hero. Jose Clatter. Jose Clatter. Saved old man Gene. That is, that's cool. Wow. I hope that I would do that. I don't know that I would. Yeah, I don't know either. I hope I would do that. <laughs> I, hope I think you would. I don't know. I never like to give myself too much credit I'm about not, being a hero. You're not. I am. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Old man Gene, shout out. But really, Jose Clatter. Clatter. That's a big one. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Painters are finishing up inside my house. And they're the nicest guys I've ever been around. They're always like, hey, are you good? And I walked out there the day, and he goes, hey, excuse me, would you mind if I just turn the music up 10%? And I was like, no, ma'am, jam it out. Play whatever you want. Yeah. But I just thought that was really nice of him to be like, just 10%. And I was like, you want to go 50, go 50. Yeah, because they're having to paint in there all day, and they need entertainment. And when we come by, they'll throw their masks on real quick. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, hey, guys. That's thoughtful. It's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should send them over to you. Do you need anything painted? <laughs> Actually, I do. I seriously do. I'm even still having work done at our house, too, and I had to have some sinks disconnected, and a plumber was there doing it, and we were in the kitchen, and he was talking to me about his favorite music and how he loves um, hip-hop. Oh, hip-hop. So it's like hip-hop, but hit country, like country hip-hop. Right. Yes. And I just looked at him confused, and of course, I mean, I can put two and two together. I know what it is, but I didn't. He was asking if I knew any or what my favorite hip-hop was, and I didn't have any. And I have an Alexa in my kitchen, and he saw it, and he just looked over, and he said, hey, Alexa, play Big Smo. He- <laughs> Were you shocked that somebody yes. random yelled at your Alexa? Yes. I just thought, I don't know etiquette for Alexa because it's still so new to a lot of people, but do you, if you're not friends with somebody, can you talk to their Smart device? Do you think Alexa's like a kid? Like, only talk to my kids if I know you or you ask? Right, I don't know. I mean, I was certainly wasn't mad at him or anything, and I don't think he meant any harm. That is but weird it just that someone me, just yells at your Alexa, right? Yes, it made me laugh, because, like, I don't know you. You're in my house. We're talking, yes, and you're really nice. But you're not, you're not, if you were in my house and you said, hey, da-da-da, play this, that'd be fine. I wouldn't even think twice about it. But I was laughing at like, is this appropriate? I don't know. That's funny. Who was your favorite hip-hop, though? I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Cowboy Troy. Okay. Is, is, um, Colt Ford. Okay, Colt Ford. Is Lil Nas X hip-hop? No, I think he's hip-hop. Okay. Old Town Road, though, could be considered... Hip-hop-ish? Ish. Uh, this is a tricky one. Oh, no. But- Play that little smoke, though, again. Big Smoke. Oh, whatever his name is. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we don't call it home, but you can call it Tennessee. What about Jelly Roll? You ever hear Jelly Roll? I don't know that one. Uh, what do you think about this guy yelling at her Alexa lunchbox? Man, I would have to tell him, you turn that off. Like, that's my device. That's sort of like just going in and getting something out of your fridge. It's a violation of your space. <laughs> And I'd have to say something. Morgan, weird or not weird? I think it's definitely weird. I would have said something to him. Ray, close it out. Weird or not weird? I mean, he's working for you or whatever, right? Can't they take take control of some stuff in your house? <laughs> I mean, that would be like yelling slack. at Steve. Hey, Steve, give me some water. Yeah, I don't know. 
I really, guys, he was so nice. I don't have a problem with it. I just thought, I don't know that he should continue to do that with other people. Because if I was somebody that really cared, you know, it might get awkward. But I get he was just trying to show me what hip hop was. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing malicious here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Lunchbox, what'd you do? Well, usually when you have something to confess, you go to confessional or you go to friends or family. But instead, I went to the drive-thru of fast food restaurants and confessed things that happened in my life. To the people that were working. Yeah, just people, you know, usually they pull up and say, can I take your order? And then I spill my drama on them. Do you go to confession? I should. As a Catholic man, I should be going to confession, but I don't get there that often. When's the last time you went to confession? Probably 15 years ago. Do your parents go to confession? My mom. Still? Yeah. She goes to church. She's a twice a weeker. Does she get upset that you don't go? Yeah, she does not like it. She drops hints and says, you know, if you'll go to church, things will change. You know, if you'll... And I'm like, yeah, mom, it's just hard on Sunday morning. I'm busy. If you play her these clips, will she like this? Um, I don't think she'll mind. She'll, th- she'll think it's funny. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, so these aren't true confessions? No, no, these aren't true confessions. These okay. are made-up scenarios. And you're oh, making well. them see how they react. Yeah, to make it awkward with the people at the drive-thru. All right, here we go. You got my daughter. Uh, yeah, I, ju- I just found out my girlfriend's pregnant. Okay. I need your advice. How do I tell my wife? Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're a little screwed in that position. <laughs> First off, you need to decide if the baby mama is going to let you be in the child's life. Because if she doesn't want you in the child's life, then there's no point in telling the wife. And so what if she says yes, you're going to be in the baby's wife, life? Start with roses and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> is there any chance she's going to forgive me? Are you ordering food or what? <laughs> okay, thank you very much for your advice. You're welcome. Uh so a couple things come to mind here. First of all, she just was like, hey, I'll help you out. Like, I love that. She, eventually, she was like, you're going to give order some food. Yeah. But she acted like it was not anything crazy. She laughed at it, but she wasn't like, what's happening right now? The second thing was she said, well, you need to find out if she's going to keep you in the life of the baby anyway before you tell your wife. And if she's not, don't worry about telling your wife. I felt that to be a little dishonest, honestly. I didn't think that was the best advice. I think you got to tell your wife anyway. If that's the case. Man, I thought it was pretty solid. Like, man, no need to go through the drama if there's no drama to be had. With the mama. But I think eventually in that situation, they'll always be, that drama is always going to come back. Here's the lunchbox back at it again, pulling up and confessing in a drive-thru. I need some advice real quick. So I I lost my job like a month ago, but I was too embarrassed to tell my wife. So I get up every morning and I go sit at the park. I mean, I go to a friend's house and I'm feeling really guilty and I don't know like how to tell her. Uh, So you came to Taco Bell to get advice about that? I just want the opinions of a stranger that'll tell me honestly, like, how do I like, how do I tell my wife? Well, how about this? You don't tell your wife, just go and find another job. So you think it's okay that I've just been lying to her for a month? No, I'm saying, like, find the job first, and then once you found the job, tell her that you lost your other job, but you found another one. That way she don't get mad at you. I mean, just offering advice like crazy. Yeah. Another one. Don't tell the wife. See, these people are all about (laughs) keeping secrets. I like it. All right. There we have it. Amy mentioned this earlier that she had some corny morning cornies. (laughs) I I can say them, though. If you say it and it comes (laughs) off as bad, we're going to bleep it. Ray, do you have the bleeper ready? Yep. I'm going to start with the one that I don't think we'll have to bleep. So we do this segment. If you've heard the show long enough, Amy does a quick corny joke at the top of the hour, last hour. Mm -hmm. Not this hour, last hour. 
and it's always wholesome. And it started as a joke, but kids loved it, so we just do it. It's quick. But this is not for kids. But some, this is the corny after dark, which we know it's not after dark, but after dark just means when the kids are yeah. in school or away. Who cares? This is like... Do you have the, the specific imaging, too? And now the morning corny after dark. What's the fastest way to determine the sex of a chromosome? What's the fastest way to determine the sex of a chromosome? Pull down its genes. <laughs> <laughs> that was morning corny. Get it? After dark. Oh, we got it. That was funny. Genes of the G. I know. That yeah, one's like a little good. after dark, but. You're worried about this one? I'm worried about this one. All right, here we go. And now the morning <laughs> corny after dark. What did the elephant say to the naked man? <laughs> what did the elephant say to the naked man? How do you breathe through that tiny thing? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to beat that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we don't have to beat. That's good. Okay, okay. That was morning corny after dark. Do you have another one? Yeah, I have two more. Okay, go ahead. Ooh, I'm nervous. And now the morning corny <laughs> after dark. What did the man say to the police officer who told him, anything you say will be held against you? What did he say? Boobs. Okay, and one more? Oh, with this one. And now the morning corny after dark. Amy's waving this one off already. Get the beeper ready, Ray. Be ready to Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> what did the bank receptionist say to the clients before they left? What did the bank receptionist say to the clients before they left? Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was morning corny after dark. So NBC's Peacock streaming app. I have it on my TV. And you can also watch it on your phone, your iPad, right? Yeah, your computer, whatever. They have, I was looking through it. It has some clips of older SNL skits. It also streams Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Friday so Night Lights. I haven't spent a whole lot of time on it. I know that you have a little bit, but I'm going to get into it. I like that it's free. You have to watch a commercial, but I don't have to spend a bunch of money to check it out. Is Are there two tiers? That would yeah. be cool. They're, there's the free one, and then there's one where you can mm. get more access if you... If you had to cut one, would you cut Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime? Oh, my gosh. One's got to go. I guess in my household, we have to, Ah, but that's where I watch it. I don't know. I guess I have to cut Amazon Prime because Hulu is my main source of TV. We don't have cable. Uh, that, and then then I'll go keep Netflix. Yeah, yeah I think you? I cut Hulu. I don't, I've never... I've been on Hulu to watch Handmaid's Tale, but now I can watch on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to cut Hulu. Huh. I'm not cutting Amazon from my life, though. <laughs> I you, order... You mean buying stuff? Yeah. There you go. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Remembering the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is the Bobby Bones Show.